In today's episode of Strike Gold, we have Yavazi's head of growth for Yotpo telling us how they redesigned their website, increased conversions by 93%, and crushed it. Yav, are you here? That's me. This is Jonathan Kahn and Roy Provarchik, and you're listening to Strike Gold. In today's episode, we have a special guest, head of growth at Yotpo, Yoav Aziz. Hey, Yoav. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me here. It's, it's, we, we have a room here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, how did you get that room? What room? This room at Rise? Yeah. Well, we're kind of sponsored by Rise. This is actually a great opportunity to have a quick message from our sponsors. Are you a hardworking fintech company who's tired of standing around? Well, Rise has the seats for you. Rise, a co-working space for fintech companies. Have a seat. That was such... I think that was your best one yet. I, I, I feel the pressure <laughs> I, now that you said that. I think you're <laughs> topping yourself every week. Oh, man. And I feel like you don't have a choice but to top yourself every week. Yeah, that's what's happening right now. Yeah, but... Uh, I spent a lot of time recording these. <laughs> I know, I know. That's, that's amazing that you have so much free time. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, Yav, thank you for uh, coming in and being with us uh, today. Yav, like, uh, tell us a little bit who you are, where you come from, what you do, what's your favorite color... And what's Yopo, I guess, also, right? That would be nice to, like... No, I want to talk, I wanna talk <laughs> Let's about... Let's just talk about colors. you. Yeah, colors, let's go. Um, so, hi, first of all. Um, I'm Yoav from Yotpo, I'm managing the growth currently, um, part of the marketing team. I just moved from the product. Um, Yotpo is a commerce marketing cloud. We help, technically, businesses to market themselves through customers' content, if it reviews, photos, Q&A, um, loyalty, referrals, etc. Um, I'm working at Yotpo for three years. Um, so, we, we are in charge of, like, all the demand generation in the marketing from um, traffic to conversion rate, leads, website, um, etc. We're managing the products inside the marketing. What does it mean? Every project that we are doing marketing-wise uh, should have a product manager, wireframing, KPIs, etc. So this is um, the marketing side. On the product side, we are in charge, my team is in charge of uh, the self-service from how many signups are we bringing, how do they install Yotpo, how do they activate usage, retention, um, everything from the self-service product. Um, and from the annual users, the customers that pays us uh, annually, we're in charge of uh, uh, usage and uh, UX. So we're taking, uh, we're doing both product and marketing. It's kind of a hybrid team. Currently, we sit on the marketing. Previously, we've been at the product. We're like moving wherever the company uh, needs us. Um, we're working super, super fast. Like everything is dynamic. And How do you uh, justify the rest of the company? <laughs> because uh, you, you've got that and all. That's it. Like there's nothing else. No, but that's uh, actually really smart. That's where I think you should be, somewhere between product and marketing. Uh, so it's basically being like the growth, VP growth. That's the title? What's the... My title? Yeah. Head of growth. Head of growth. Head of okay. growth. So, yeah. Yeah. so you're basically doing the cross between like marketing, pro- uh, product, and, exactly. and, and making sure everybody's happy, revenue is up. Uh, the graphs are going up. Like yeah. I, I when I say everybody's happy, it's basically people who are paying are happy, <laughs> That's, and they want to pay more. People who are getting money in their pockets are also very happy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> probably if you ask Everyone people, should be happy. if you ask people at Yotpo, like what, what is, what does he do? I'm like, we have no idea what, 
what they do. That's uh, that's the best position. That's yeah. what all my positions have always been. Yeah. But we trust you that it's the good. truth is that I did nothing, so then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Basically, you just did a crazy redesign for your website, uh, which is something I think every marketing person, it's a, it's a thing, right? Where you go into a new company, the first thing you want to do as a marketer is like, we have to redo the we website. Need to re- yeah. <laughs> it's a dream. It's like, it's a dream. Yeah. Um, you just did this crazy website redesign, crazy conversion results, 97% increase in conversion. Correct. 93, yeah. 93 <laughs> Uh, I think website redesigns is something that everybody kind of wants to do, but almost everybody do in a really bad way. Like the reason they do the redesign, the process they do is really bad. Uh, I think most of the people or most of the companies I work with uh, usually did the redesign without any actual goal as much as like feeling like we just need to update this. And you actually published an article about this, which was really in-depth about the process and what you guys did. Um, so basically, we thought it would be really interesting to have you here and talk about what you, like the whole thing you went through. Um, I want to start by asking you the first question that I think a lot of companies get wrong. Um, how did you decide this is the right time to do the redesign? Cool. So, as I said, I moved from the product to the marketing and I started to, to look on all the things that we can do. Like, okay, that's the situation. Like, uh, analyzing for a day or two, like, what's going on. Okay, you just like, okay, the, you were just looking at the numbers of the company right now. Yeah, like everything on the marketing side. What's going on with the PPC, with the traffic, with the conversion rate, with um, the next steps that we should do. And we said, okay, the, the um, very basic thing that we need to do is to redesign the website, not only conversion-wise, um, the website was so outdated that uh, it didn't allow us to, to have an infrastructure to grow. We didn't have a place to really go and build some cool marketing activities. Um, for example? For example, we wanted to do a new app market. Okay. But we couldn't do it in, the new, in a new design, and we wouldn't uh, build it in the old design. So we said, okay, it prevents us from really growing. Um, and we are not speaking about the conversion rate, which was terrible back then. Okay. Um, so said so let's go. So let's go to a redesign process. Um, it wasn't easy to convince everyone. People said no. We can do some A/B testing, some quick fixes, and and go live. You know it. Probably everyone is familiar with it. Uh, we insisted that no. Um, we would like to build it from scratch. We build. We, we brought the product knowledge. We said we'll build an MVP of the website. Phase one, phase two, phase three. Uh, we'll go live uh, in a gradual release. Okay, so wait, I just two things I just want to make clear and ask you. One, so basically you said the site was outdated, not just in terms of information, but you thought about all the new things you're going to put out, and you say, like, the structure of the website cannot support what this company is right now. So it's not just about, like, the messaging is out of date. It's like we do so many more things right now, and the website can the structure of the website cannot be expanded. Correct. Okay. What, what what was updated is like not only the messaging, not only the design, not only the navigation, the um, analytics infrastructure even, and the website wasn't optimized. Like everything that you can think of, an outdated website was was okay. there. So and the second thing was uh, the conversion rate was really bad. 
Okay. So, um, do you think you would get like the permission to to uh, to redesign? I don't know. If permission is the right word. You guys are keep saying the design. Like this is something that just keeps. Coming. We do because no, you're it's saying like, the redesign. Yeah. But it's interesting to say that like no, no, no one was saying like you know the the emphasis on. Is the design up to date? Does it feel like a newer look to it? Does it need that? We're only talking about the, the so for when I so just when I talk about the redesign because eventually because a lot of people turn around and they think of it and they go oh this is a redesign I'm just talking about getting refreshing the way that it looks and it's actually not at all where you guys are talking about you're no talking I, about I, I, this the, is this is a, it's not refreshing because it's a whole redesign because it's not refreshing I always think it's like cosmetics. And this and redesign is like the whole structure of how. No, 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 I agree. I agree. I just think it's very interesting that that's. Um, so we you know a lot of people turn around rebuild. and they go, "Oh, our website looks so old, so outdated. It's not relevant. Like it's not. That's not what you're talking about." No, we changed the no. messaging. What we speak about, why we speak about it, what uh, right. would we like to put first, and like we changed really everything from A to Z. Yeah. So, do you think that if you would come up to your uh, team or CEO, I don't know who. That's also an interesting question later on, but. And you just say, hey, I feel it's outdated. Can we redo it? They would say no, probably. We, we came and said, okay, guys, those are the three options. First option, redesign from scratch, everything, a project of three months. Second option is uh, um, doing some minor tweaks. We'll change this page and this page. This will take one month. Third is start A-B testing on the current. My suggestion, suggestion is go with the uh, three months. And we got some back and forth. No, why we can't? Because you know okay. people have pressure on their shoulders. They don't. Yeah, want they're scared. There's fear. Yeah. There's a fear. It's factor. a risk. You're taking yeah, three no. months project that it's like binary. Either it's like going big or home. Yeah. Um, so people wanted the the first and second option. We had more meetings about it. Like why we need. Like why it's smart for the long term, and Yotpo is a long term company. Right. The CEO always says like whatever you take. Tomil. Yeah, Tomil. Tomil is like. So I just just to, I I've been working with Justin a lot. He used to do growth. He's a really good friend. Um, so, and I actually know Yotpo from the early days because uh, they were clients, I think, of Blonde 2.0 when they were just starting out. Wow. So I met them there. So it's interesting to see this company <laughs> growing so fast. Um, uh, okay, so you came up, redesign, uh, structure is out of date, conversion rate is crappy, um, doesn't support future of the company. You go in and say, three months project, quick fixes or this, you convince them you go for the three months. Exactly. Okay. Now, who, um, who do you, so your head of growth, who do you, just like in structure, company structure, just to get like, people the idea, who do you report to straight to the CEO? CMO. CMO. Okay. Yeah. So the structure in Yotpo for the growth team is under the CMO? Yeah. Wait, no, no, that's no. interesting. But you said you were on product. Uh, you were exactly. On product. So the CMO is on top of product and marketing. No. no. <laughs> so okay. it's kind of a hybrid solution. As I said, okay. we moved to the to the marketing from the product team. And um, back then I was under the VP product, the VP product okay. under the CEO, uh, and we moved to marketing because we have such a good relationship with the product. Uh, we we I have a product manager in my team. That, okay. That's doing product. He has developers. We are like developing. But there's product. also like a product team. Side. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But it's, it's a product manager in terms of growth. So it's not building so the next... A, you have a growth team, basically. Exactly. So product manager, designer, engineer... Exactly, probably. exactly, exactly. Like the, the, the data analyst. SEO, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Like a specialist. So, um, it's so cool, but I'm wondering if that actually is the right like structure. I don't know. If, so like, a gro- okay, so you should, like, you should... Under the marketer, like, you should kind of have like... I would imagine a growth team should be somewhere in between all these different things be able to float around and report so to the usually CEO. Usually there's, there's two structures where a company can go. Uh, in how they structure the growth theme. One, you can have like reporting straight to the CEO and have like a VP growth. Mm-hmm. So Uber and Facebook has like a VP growth. Other companies, 
usually more like uh, older companies. Uh, well, not only. Um, they have like VP product and then the growth team is under the VP product. So Pinterest have VP product and growth teams reporting to VP product, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they have like several growth teams, which is like they have a growth team for the acquisition, growth team for retention, growth team for referrals. Uh, different companies have different structures. This is the first time, though, I actually hear about the uh, product, the growth team working under the CMO. Yeah, it's like we. Wait, we, are you are you the growth the the acquisition growth team? Yeah. Okay, so there's a is there a different growth team for product or retention? No, stuff like it's that? us as well. Okay, We're so doing they will move you around based on like where's the biggest uh, issue right now. No, because because like personally, I'm a very good friend of the VP product, and okay. uh, we get along so good. So we said, okay, it's fine that we will sit on the marketing. Probably if both of us won't be at Yotpo, it won't work like this. Okay. The growth team will be splitted. It will do only marketing. The product will have growth by its own, and the growth. Uh, okay. Will be that okay? Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I would actually assume that it would just still be one team that's somewhere half half kind of thing. Not that they report so, more like they sit and discuss with the top people of the product and so, the marketing. So, so usually because what what's going on here is that we keep constantly talking about data, right? And that that's why you kind of went, oh, it's under the acquisition side and not the you know content. No, I was asking about the acquisition side because I was thinking that maybe if you structure the growth team under the marketing, the CMO, then maybe you know. Uh, Maybe it's a structure where you have like a growth team working on acquisition, a growth team working on retention, for example, and referrals, and you just report to different parts, which would actually wouldn't make that much sense because it has to look at the like the entire funnel, yeah. and it would be too too fragmented. Um, so usually, the, what happens? I think the myth that there's always like this growth hacker person who knows how to do everything, which is actually a role called growth lead in a company, which is the one structuring managing the growth team. And the growth team would usually be built out of like a developer, uh, designer, a, like I call it a marketing specialist because I could could be either SEO, ads. Yeah, so we call whatever. it growth manager. Yeah. that's how we call it. Okay, and uh, and then there's like another layer which is like the data analyst uh, and a product manager. Sometimes the data and the product would be maybe yeah. the same person or. or so the in my team, the, the hiring was. Um, was like this that we hired the first growth manager was for an analyst in eBay so it's like very very data oriented so we don't need uh, yeah. the analyst and the second one was a developer so he came and he has like the, the coding skills and we have a developer in my team so we kind of like have um, a different set of skills mm-hmm. whatever we we need to bring from outside we bring from outside right. but my agenda is like everything that we can do in-house inside the team it will be great we it will allow us to move super, super fast, as you see yeah. in the website. Yeah, so this is like a three-month process, the re- like the entire redoing of the website. End-to-end, like from end-to-end. design, wireframing, okay. design, content, wow. development, everything. Okay, so how do you structure a website redesign process? Which team members do you bring on board to make this process efficient and not become like a... Usually what happens is that you have like five years of brainstorming about any, everything, nothing really moves. And eventually, like, the redesign becomes like the joke of the company. Yeah. Like, oh, we're always yeah, redesigning. We're redesigning it. It's going to happen <laughs> yeah. any uh, moment now. And you did this in three months. So what was the first, in terms of building the team uh, to manage the process, what was like the the secret or what was like the... Cool. So I'm, I don't like when there are too many cooks in the kitchen. It's like a big issue, no matter how smart the people are. Uh, so we appointed senior stakeholders for each each of the domains. So there was... One in charge of content, one in charge of design, one in charge of development, and I'm in charge of the whole project. That's it. Like, whoever else that has an opinion can say whatever he wants, but they don't decide. How did you manage feedback then from, like, 
uh, executives, other team members? Did you have any feedback? Yeah, there? I had a lot. A lot of like, it won't work, it will work, I want it like this. I collected the feedback from everyone. I said, guys, eventually if this website won't work, it's on my head. If you want to split with me the, the responsibility, you can come. But, uh, but otherwise, um, I need to balance between everyone because think about it. If you give the support team, let's take them, for example, the... Um, uh, the ability to change the website probably the the menu will yeah. be open a support ticket if you <laughs> if you give an HR person to build the website yeah, open ticket. Ticket. <laughs> exactly if you give the, the HR probably the main call to action will be apply to job yeah. you give the partner partner with of us of course so, yeah so exactly so I need to balance between all the opinions so and you gather all the feedback and then and then how did you prioritize what you should intake and what you should leave aside so we decided what's the main KPI of the website. There are a lot of KPIs, brand and stuff, but the main KPI is leads. This website is for lead gen. So um, whenever there was a conflict, uh, we said, okay, the main KPI is lead gen. It's going to hurt the main KPI. Therefore, we are doing ABC. Uh, it was super, super important to do it at the beginning. So whenever there is a conflict, you can go to the whatever you decided. So yeah. Um, that's how we framed right. it. What did you, before doing the redesign? Did you like benchmark the current website? Yeah, we we took all the da- data. Like, what are the most best performing pages? Which one are so, the? Yeah, wait. Let's this. No, <laughs> wait. Um, what did you benchmark? What are the what were the metrics and and KPIs you benchmarked before doing the redesign, and what KPIs and benchmark did you want to focus on when doing the redesign? So it was the mainly main one is like visitor to lead. This is the, the, the main KPI, time on site, bounce rate, um, all of those. Uh, you know, the Google Analytics classic metrics. Um, the page distribution, like we're a multi-product company um, and we didn't have a good distribution of the pages that uh, people visit, meaning that they are not exposed to the products that we offer. Um, so it was a KPI for us to make sure that people actually going and seeing the different products and, and requesting a demo after it's not like okay, only so, so you actually have this metric saying we want to we want to get people around to two to three different product pages exactly. to make sure that they know everything that we have to offer to begin with yeah we, we said we want people to understand that we're a multi-product company no matter what no matter how okay. um, the solution is after we thought about it the solution is to have uh, two three different uh, pages of products and uh, promote them heavily on the website okay um, there was actually one KPI that I think I wrote it down because um, that was interesting for me to understand why you actually focus on us on a KPI. So you had like improving balance rate and increasing time on site and pages per session. So wait, but you say like pages per session, you actually meant like uh, like product pages per session. Yeah, but pages like to see that people actually enjoy the website and discover more content. So for me, okay, so time on site... Um, so it was interesting for me because if your KPI is, is conversion rates, so I would think like, why is time on site? Like, was there any indicator between time on site and conversions beforehand? Or are you just saying time on site sounds important? Let's add this. <laughs> no, um, our product is like uh, high end. People yeah. won't request a demo. People will request a demo after 10 seconds probably will end up uh, wasting uh, sales rep time. Okay. Um, so we do want people to stay more on the site, get more information, be be engaged, um, and get uh, get okay. the real so, information. So, so for you, time on site was a lead qualification process, kind of. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Um, okay. So you have your team set up. You have your growth team. You know your KPIs. 
What's your next step? How do you start? Wait, can I ask? A, I have yeah. a small thing there. Right, right at that you, point. You, you're I've in the done. podcast. Yeah, you can yeah I'm here. I'm here, everyone. <laughs> I'm still here. Um, no, I uh, I did something like this. I came into a company right when they were about to do uh, redo their whole website, and it was a Forex company. It was, you know, very, like, everything was data-oriented. And they, they said my first task was to go around and interview people and find out what every single department felt was important on the old website so that they didn't lose the tools and stuff. So if it was a salesperson who was looking to convert people, they said, this is a thing that I use. Like they, I went to the top three best uh, salespeople and I said, what are, the, what are the features they use? They said, well, I use this number here to convince people because if I can show them this, then they turn around and go, oh, I'm in. So did you have a process like that? Did you interview people around the company to get an idea? Or did, was it all like, oh, wait, no, I don't need to hear what you have to say. I see the data. <laughs> This says it doesn't work. I don't care what you have to, like. What what was no, it like? So we interviewed a lot of people. Uh, we took some of the feedback, but think about it. If you have like th- that's what they have. They have like old, outdated pages, so they will use it, mm-hmm. and probably it will work. But they don't know that if I build a new, super super cool thing, it will work better. So I kept a, like a good balance between like asking them and not uh, not promising anything. Yeah. Um, to make sure that. We are not staying with the old thing because people just think it works. Um, this is eventually our job to to bring leads and sales enablement. Uh, yeah. I also want to just say this one, like I I want to compliment you on the whole. You said a sentence here that I think is really important, and I, I I'm really sucky at the office politics stuff. <laughs> I kind of hate it. I kind of like immediately I go, this is right. You all can see it. Why aren't we doing it? Um, but you said this thing where the people were giving you, like, saying, oh, I, I want this to happen, or I think we should do this. And you go, yeah, well, everything's on me. If you want to share the burden, <laughs> that's cool. I'll take your, I'll do exactly what you want. But, you know, that, that it, I think that's a great tactic <laughs> to get people to back off because that fear moment of, wait, I don't want them. No, I didn't really think about what I said. I really got to measure this out before I take any burden on me. No, I think that's fantastic. I think I just that wanted to put a... Because, like, once people actually feel responsible yeah, for the process... Once they're responsible, it's not just saying yeah. stuff out there. I think that's why most people get afraid of, like, me from having all these ideas because they're like, wait, how much responsibility are you going to take for every single idea you have? I'm like, well, I'm kind of discussing it. I don't understand which was the best. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry, go on. Okay. So for your question, we, the next step was um, um, setting the stakeholders as we spoke and like removing people that shouldn't be participating. A lot of people, you know, want to, even the CEO asked him, like, Tom, do you want to be involved? No, I trust you guys, run. Uh, he, he, didn't awesome. see, he didn't see anything until we released. Uh, so it's like a big, uh, big thing. Until, until you released? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Wow. wow. Yeah, That's it was, amazing. It gave us like a lot of freedom. And then because... You wake, mo- like you like you launch and then like the next day you log into your email and like your password was changed. <laughs> Fired. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, that's that's really cool. Like yeah. that's that's great. It's really cool to have that trust with your like CEO. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing for us. Uh, and the next step was marketing teams usually uh, they are dreaming. They are like, let's rebuild the website. Okay, let's do those this animation and this and like this those colors and we'll. So we said, okay, we won't give them like this is the project. We set the timeline. We are gonna release it in three months, guys. Now. Tell me what you can do in three months. Right. Uh, design, dev, uh, content. Otherwise, it will be like a two-year project, as you know, uh, marketing teams. Yeah. So this no, was... even just designers. Based on designers, you need that format to kind of get to, to produce really great exactly. stuff. A designer can take like three months a page and three days a page. It, it, only, it really depends right. like what you're asking for. Uh, so he said, okay, let's start do it like uh, backwards and said, okay, we, we're going to do it in uh, this date. Weird thing just about the designer thing. How, how, much do you, how much focus do you think the designer that you appointed as the key person there 
uh, put on data or stuff like that based on the design. Because a designer usually goes with what he feels. It's a very emotional thing. It's very about trying to be in tone with what color will make them feel this way, what will make them feel secure, yeah. what will make them feel panic, whatever it is. But, like, I'm wondering, this person that you appointed for this position, how how much data or things did they use to, or get it, where did they get the information? Tons of data. So they were heavily involved. For me, they are like, kind of uh, owners of the project as well. Mm-hmm. They are heavily involved in what and why we're doing and what's the main value prop and how people understand the OTPO. And uh, for example, we're not an API company. Our big uh, advantage is that we're very, our widgets are very visual. It's like super, super easy to explain what we're doing in visual. So they understand it. Um, and, and everything like behind the scenes, they knew even where the traffic comes from. Um, demographics, etc. We've done like a lot of sessions to understand who is the persona. Um, so it wasn't like, hey, it's beautiful, let's do it. No, yeah. it was like super yeah, uh, data oriented. How, how did you, you said that you didn't do the whole website uh, at one go. You said that you did it like with small MVPs. So how do you do a redesign with MVPs? So we took Wait, why? <laughs> like, why do you do it with MVPs? And then like, how do you do it? First, why is because I wanted this project to succeed. If you go to like a super uh, long project, probably something will be off. And let's, let's, uh, let's speak about it. We just acquired the company two months ago. If I would do like the long process project at the middle of it, hey, we just acquired the, pro- the company, let's rebuild the website. So it was good to, to go with something. Um, we gave up on a lot of things. First of all, uh, design and dev-wise, every animation and stuff like this that takes a lot of time. Guys, it's not part of the MVP. Cut. And wherever we had like a, a decision, we said like, okay, it's not part of the MVP. It's like for next phase. Uh, it will waste time. Uh, let's cut it off. And a lot of pages. So at the beginning, we didn't uh, redesign the app market, for example. And we still don't have resources page. Which company is going live without the resources page? No, we still don't have, and it's fine. You see that uh, we're doing well without it, uh, and we focus on the most critical pages, which is the home page, pricing page, product pages, customers page that we didn't have. Okay. Um, so your MVP was basically saying these are the top pages we need to focus on, yeah. and the MVP is having those four or five pages up. Yes, and not to have them at 100%, but at 80%. This is the okay. MVP. Okay, so, wow. so going to like wireframe design... Exactly, content. content. Saying like the design might be different in like two months from now, content might change a little bit, yeah. but that's like we want to start. Exactly. With. The, the, all, the question I used to ask when you, know, you get a lot of uh, backfire from uh, design and content, no, we can't go live like this because they want it to yeah. be perfect. Yeah. And like, I have a single question to ask. If we'll go with this page now and we replace the previous page, the conversion will go up. If the answer is yes, we're going live now. And the answer right. most of the time was yes, so we went live even if it's not perfect. I said, okay, go live, see what's going on, Iterating right. two, three, two, two months. It was hard to people to to get it at the beginning because people want their things to be perfect. It's their name. Right? Yeah, there's a level of artistry here to to being a designer, or content writer, exactly. or whatever that you want things to be as perfect as possible. Exactly, it's their name eventually, yeah. and I'm like uh, kind of uh, ruining their name. But I'm saying no, it's like great people. It's like in your head, people will like it. It's fine. So yeah. how how did you decide uh, on? Because I, do you think it's going to increase conversion? Yes or no? How did you decide on the content? or the essence of the pages that you feel like, okay, this is going to increase conversions versus uh, this is what I think is better. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So we've done done a long process of understanding um, what's the best way to to, um, describe our product. So what have we done? We looked at around 100 websites around uh, SaaS companies. 
that we don't know, uh, and we started to, un- to, to check if we understand what they're doing. Yeah. So we went one by one, do we understand? Yes, no. If we understand, we start to write why we understand it. Oh, because they have this visual, because their content is straight to the point, because it's a, a, they have like a small tagline of this is the product. Because, um, so once we've been to, uh, we've gone through this process, we understood that we need to speak like in a very short content. We need to have a lot of visuals. And we need to be straight to the point. Like no marketing fluff and uh, jargon uh, where people want to actually uh, know what you're doing. And when you stood there above the fold is like critical here. That all the websites that had like vague above the, above the fold, we just bounced. Yeah. So I understood, okay, we must, must invest most of our powers, our powers in uh, explaining above the fold what we're doing in this page, what do we want. Um, and we've done it through like very tactical uh, design let's call it like it was it's a design of no we don't have illustrations we have design of the the real product uh, and very straight to the point uh, and short content um, the cool thing that we've done here which is the opposite of the uh, of the books that uh, tell you what to do is we design first and then the content uh, wrote on top of it so usually you write content you give it to the designer hey guys design according to this and um, I wanted the page to be self-explanatory through the visuals itself. So we just designed without content. And I said, I want a page. I want the whole pages to be, uh, to people to understand them without reading a word. And once wow. we That's had really it, yeah. and once we had it, the content, which is good, adapted to it. So they said, okay, I have 80 characters here. Let's see how can I fit and write something that's complementary to the, to the design itself. Uh, because... Let's be honest, I'm always going to websites, I'm like scrolling, I'm looking, I'm like, what, what they want here? I'm looking at the visuals, if I don't understand, I'm bouncing after like 30 seconds. So I said, why, why I'm behaving like the websites that I don't like? Let's, right. let's be different this time. That's really awesome. I don't yeah. know if you like, like, that's a really amazing point because first of all, designers usually, most designers, I'm not saying the best, but like the average designer has a big problem dealing with the content. Yeah. They really suffer when it comes down to content. Like, oh, no, how am I going to put no, this in? No, it's too much. They're shouting. Please shut it. <laughs> exactly. So then you're right. There's a problem there that constantly happens. And also, most importantly, we work visually most of the time. We don't. It's not about reading right, right away. First of all, you go on a first date. You see someone in front of you. That's what you're working <laughs> with. You don't really go, oh, let me read her specs. Um, so so that's the same thing here. If it, if it can work visually, then the content will only add on to it. That's a very nice perspective. Exactly. So... To balance between like, okay, now we came to the question of do we speak like a, a very direct or do we speak with the marketing uh, jargon? Do we so say we, we can achieve your g- dreams? Uh, like that exactly. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, we, so we came like to, to nice solution, like adding tags of the name of the of the section. For example, if it's email acquisition, let's write email acquisition in a small tag. And then like I told the content, write whatever you want below. I don't care as long as it says there, that, like what's the real thing. Uh, so we had a lot of back and forth there uh, um, to understand what's I want, I want to ask a question. Uh, so working with design teams, first of all, you have an in-house design team. Yeah, so amazing one. So they know the, the product, they know the brand. Okay. Because usually, what I, I, I'm sorry for all the designers out there. <laughs> what I experience is that most designers that we get to work with <laughs> uh, so well, yeah, yeah, just say it, bro. No, so I have a background in design. They, I'm feeling slightly offended. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's just like they're so focused on like being designers that they don't even get the product design in terms of like like if you go to Yotpo right now, you see like the header, like the hero shot. 
it is so perfectly structured into explaining like what you do, who you are, in a glimpse, in terms of visual. And most designers usually aren't able to get the essence so much of the product or like the product messaging, because it's actually the product messaging that's described in, 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 in the form of, of, uh, of, of visuals. Uh, Someone has so, to guide them. Yeah, so, so how is the process of guiding your design team to what they should design and what should be the outcome? So, so we went through a process of like a small one, 30 minutes. What do we want to show? If we're speaking about the homepage above the photo, what do we want to show? And we wrote it like by words. First thing we want to show, we want people to understand that we have reviews. That was the first thing. Second thing, we want people to understand that we allow customers to curate images from Instagram and put them on site. Third one, we want customers to understand that we are able to analyze your reviews and get sentiment and uh, right. topics from it. Fourth, we want people to understand that everything is on the same um, product, like platform. Um, so we just wrote this and they said, okay, let's come with a few ideas. We started to look at inspirations and stuff like this. Um, and then we had the discussion of how granular should it be? Should it be a screenshot? Should it be an illustration? And we understood that in our point, um, it should be something in between because having a real screen sh- screenshot is like for $10 a month company. Uh, yeah. And having something to us personal is like uh, Nike. Big. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, It's like super uh, high-end. Um, so once we've been through this process, I said, okay, this is the language that we're going to go through uh, all over the redesign. Uh, I can say for their... Uh, they were like amazing in it. They they didn't like go to the all the design dreams of I'll do uh, I don't know monsters that coming from the top of the website. So they, super. They super got cool. straight to like what amazingly. Okay. It's um, funny that you said that. I'm sure right now one of the designers look look looking at a sketch that he has with the monsters on it. He's going, <laughs> I am throwing this away before anyone sees it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, really. it's like, in, it's like in front I was going to pitch this when he got back to like the office. He's like in front of the mirror saying, today's the day. Today's you the should day. do it. I'm going to introduce the monsters of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm going to rock it. We're like putting it in a folder. Yeah, he's like, I'm portfolio. He has a portfolio of monsters 30 of, different monsters. That monsters of Yotfo. <laughs> Each one has a name. He built a backstory to it. There's all the scripts. It was in the divorce of this one. He's left with three kids. The monsters having a tough time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, so, um, okay. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about the monsters of Beautiful right now. That's like an awesome kids show about monsters who review things. Ah, <laughs> uh, bots, right? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I, 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 I don't know exists, if it's a real man. thing. It's Yotpo bots. No, I'm just kidding. Yotpo bots. Um, um, so, <laughs> I'm thinking about the, the other show on Netflix, uh, the the toys that made us. Yeah. So that that kind of thing, but with like the other way around, you take SaaS products <laughs> and you create animated shows around them. Anyway, uh, so uh, next thing I wanted to ask you about this process. So what I noticed is that you didn't talk to customers at all. It was basically like every, like every step of your process, like we did, we thought, we researched. It's like heavy competitor analysis. Uh, heavy competitor thing. analysis, heavy... Not only competitor, by the way, it's like, yeah, like uh, other SaaS companies. Yeah. Yeah. So like SaaS inspiration. Yeah, mostly. Uh, and and uh, and at no point you said so we called up thirty <laughs> thirty people clients, from Alabama uh, from a target audience and asked them what do you want to get. You never said that. So <laughs> I you're, wait, you're, the, listen, wait, the, you're listening, so you don't <laughs> see his uh, scared, nodding, no. <laughs> we spoke to some people, okay? Yeah. No, honestly, we didn't speak to customers. How um, two questions. <laughs> I'm stopping before. How did you make the decision to not speak to customers? 
and uh, how did it change your product, your process, and and like, do you think it was for the best or not? Cool. So, first, um, talking to customers takes a lot of time. One getting them, uh, and then like speaking, it, right. it likes and breaking a time. down what they're actually trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a time uh, time consumer. Um, we've done other things. We First of all, we've done user testing, like anonymous user testing that people go on the website, record a free four minutes video, this is what I understand. But Which service did you use for that? You pick usertesting.com, the free one. Oh, okay, pick the one you send randomly. Yeah, pick And it. then you get like this teacher from Alabama who's like, I don't know. Exactly, I don't so know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just got my Wi-Fi today for the first time. One said that we are <laughs> Yelp back then. Oh, it seems like you Yelp. I'm like, whoa, okay. okay. Um, so this is it, and everyone that came to an interview at Yotpo, and every new employee, I'm speaking with all the new employees doing the session about the marketing, I used to ask them, How do, what do you think about the website? Like everyone, what do you think, what do you understand that we're doing? And they all, oh, I was struggling to understand ABC. Yeah. Amazing. Um, That's where you get millennials doing interviews. Like if you would get like people from the 80s or 90s, they'll be like, oh, it's amazing, sir. You have a beautiful yeah. website. I yeah. love it. Shake your head, verbally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and millennials is like, I didn't get it. Nothing made sense to me. Uh, okay, no, but sorry. actually, to be honest, I, I've I've worked in different places that the the first thing they do with with people is like, oh, what did you think of this stuff? But to be honest, I never heard anyone actually using that information at all. <laughs> like, you come on, like I'm I'm actually go up to a lot of companies and things that I like, and for free, I'm like, you may contact me and ask me about everything I felt about your product and your website and what it made me feel if I understood it and all that stuff. I'd be very happy to give you that information. No one ever wants it. <laughs> <laughs> so every interview, seriously, every every come everyone that comes to me, every I used to ask them like, what do you think about the website? And the honest one told me like. I don't understand what you are doing, guys. Like, they used to tell me, I don't understand. And for me, like, someone that goes deeply into the website and tries to understand what we're doing and... and you can't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah so This is a job for him, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah. This is money. Uh, did you, like, do, like, oh, and you still applied? That's... <laughs> <laughs> you never say that. You just go, oh, that's, uh, that's good. Three points less. <laughs> um, so, so... You decide, so you decide not to go to customers because it takes too much time? It takes too much time, and honestly, I don't see a huge value in it, okay. to be super, super honest. Interesting. Um, because let's say, let's say I can speak with 30, 50 customers. It's still like a small sample size to take such a huge decision on it. It can be like... What about, nice. like a, what about like a feedback tab or a bot that said, you know, did you find what you were looking for? All these other things, which are kind of like that. Cool. But so we've animated. done it. We've done it at the past. Um, we've done to, we used to do like, what are you looking for in this page? What's yeah. missing and stuff? So we use this data. People like used to write, what's your prices? What are you doing? Uh, how do I get started? Like, right. you know, the usual stuff. I don't think people are coming there for... Uh, uh, big things. What I've done is we have a contact us page and we had like around 1,000 contact us uh, messages back then. So I've analyzed everything and understood, okay, people are contacting us because they don't find A, B, C, D, E and we incorporated it into the new website. Yeah. So it was like kind of speaking to customers but not really. So okay. it's like collecting so feedback passively. Feedback, uh, yeah. So one of the things that we do usually when we build sales funnels or content is that we go to the customer support and the sales team and we basically say, hey, what do you guys get asked about mostly? Uh, what are the biggest issues people have? Best like about biggest object uh, objections, the whole thing. And then you take that and turn into content. So that's kind of the same process. Yeah, we use a sales team. Honestly, they are like a huge asset for us because there are some things that you are not familiar with, and the yeah. sales team can uh, can tell you like, dude, I don't. For example, we had a pricing page with 
five different packages, but no prices because our pricing is so dynamic. It's based on domains and traffic and products. And so we had like the name of the plans, but without, uh, without the pricing. And all the sales team used to come and tell me like, dude, you're killing us with it. No need, no need, no yeah. need. Uh, and we just changed it to like free and premium. And right. it, I think it was like 170% only on the pricing page wow. increase. Just wow. by removing this like... Yeah, because it was very clever. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like I think five or six different options. And no the option would lead you anywhere. Exactly. It's the same, it's the same yeah. option. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, do you want one, two, three, four, or five? And it doesn't matter which one you choose, by the way. Exactly. But so it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> five, obviously. Yeah. Another thing, they said, like, you are over, um, the website uh, speaks too much about, like, granular features. So we took the pricing. And said, no need to speak about, like, every tiny feature. We combine them into groups groups and yeah. visual groups. Like, it's, like, circles that, okay, you'll get this suit and this suit and this suit. Um, so this is feedback that we collected with from sales. That's yeah, I think a lot of companies don't understand that their website is kind of like their online sales team in a way. Yeah, it's like the process you go like you instead I, of I'm, having I'm, somebody walk you through the product, you have like a landing page and you scroll down, and every time you want to ask a question, like like same way you would go in the store and somebody would walk you through the store or on a phone call. Whenever the user has a question, they would ask the salesperson. You need to have that answer on the homepage. Ideally, usually, like, would be around the time that they're going to ask it. I think that's why I get really excited when I see people who design their websites as a story format, where like you're scrolling down and things, elements are happening and things that are kind of yeah, because it feels feel like, like a day or like or like even the sun in the background is moving down because it's like okay, this is what it is. It's like you walk in. It's, it's a the same. Yeah, it's the same thing that you have when someone walks into your store. Exactly. It's the experience they have coming up. It's the questions that they have at the back. The things that you're you're already pushing to them while they're coming in. Um, so we added a chatbot for this. Uh, we had a drift. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have on the website drift that we built a lot of uh, our playbooks uh, to answer those questions. Okay, we ask uh, what are you looking for in some uh, some of the pages. I'm looking for more information, pricing, requested demo, start now um, to guide people that like me. I don't have powers like to go scan. I want like okay, yeah. someone help me. I want ABC, uh, and it works very well for us. Um, so this is like what we've done to... Yeah. So in order to understand what content should be on the different pages, you, first of all, your team went through about 150 SaaS websites, yeah. document what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it, messaging type, style, design style, Everything, everything. You did, uh, you uh, consulted with your sales team. You had like a, f- you went to the FAQs and contact us that you had. And, a lot uh, of product marketing, like what's our main value prop and uh, differentiation uh, of our competitors and stuff. Okay, and um, uh, and then you also had like a bot collecting feedback a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so that's how you decide what content should be on every in each page. And exactly. then what's and, and it was complemented with our tone of voice. Right, um, of course. Yeah. Then you can then you go to your design team and you tell them like these are the sections we need to have. These are the answers we need to answer throughout our page. Visually, yeah, and then you go back to your content team and say like, "Hey, this is the page. Enjoy. This is the page, complemented with your words and beautiful uh, yeah. literature." No, they got more than this. They got design with like um, my English, let's say. Okay, <laughs> which is not so good. <laughs> like the Israeli English. So you're like, like, I'm gonna make them. I'm gonna tempt them to want to change yeah. everything here. <laughs> I'm gonna so, write. I'm gonna misspell yeah, stuff so, all over so the place. So you're. Uh, uh, right now, your t- your um, main messaging is that great brands are built on happy customers, 
And like the original, the one you gave them was like happy customers, more money, <laughs> oh. smiley face. <laughs> the, pricing, the pricing page? Emoji. <laughs> the pricing page, the, I think the title was We Have Price for Everyone. Okay. And the reviews page was We Have Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> reviews, reviews we happen got here. Yeah. <laughs> I was a joke for a month. Like all the content used to like go with the Israeli accent. We have reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Place reviews here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> so it was in my English, and then, like, uh, we call it, let, uh, can you English it, please? <laughs> and make some uh, magics. Yeah, so we brought, we gave some uh, some of the of the stuff. Um, and the design, by the way, I don't know if you, if you looked at it, we created, I think, around 70 different mock-ups just to, like, um, have a lot of different small nuances that, that yeah. explain the text. Amazing. Uh, so, okay, you did this. The site is ready, you launched. We launched gradually. This is another okay. thing that uh, we've done different this time. So everyone asked me like why why not like releasing everything at once and I, I felt a bit scared to do it and then get the point mm -hmm. why doing it. So we just released page by page. So we released the pricing page after three weeks from beginning of the project. Then we released uh, one of the product pages, then another one of the product pages, and every page that we released, we just like A-B tested, if we could, if we can, if we couldn't, like the customer's page. We just launched and saw what's right. happening. Um, and as, as soon as we released, we just like sat on, uh, we had the uh, screen recording. We sat, watched like hundreds of screen recordings, understood like the small issues, who's getting to the button, who's not, where are they dropping, uh, and we acted quickly. And... And this allowed us to build a great homepage. Why? Because usually people starting from the homepage. Uh, they build the homepage first and then they go down. We went to the less important pages, like the pr less, yeah. no, like, relatively. Like, like relatively. We went to the product pages and we built it first. And we took all the knowledge from the product page and we built the pricing page. And we took this uh, and we... So you didn't design everything in a batch. You designed one page, launched it. Exactly. One page, launched exactly. it. Exactly. So... Um, I guess one of the first pushbacks... Did it feel weird to have, like, pages yeah. that look very standout? Yeah. Like, how, yeah. How, it feels but, like I'm telling you, like, to put like on the, shoes like first, with no socks. No, for, like, the, like, first, <laughs> for the, like first the first pushback you'd usually get from a team or a from CEO, design. from design, no, even from, like, your, like, marketing team would be like, no, you can post just this one page would just, like, not be consistent. You either do everything or you do nothing. I agree. How did you win with that strategy? I agree, but, uh, but the previous design was so bad that I said, okay... Any, anyway, we look ridiculous, guys. <laughs> anyway, we look ridiculous. Let's yeah, at least let's, get some leads. Let's have like one page as like a fun surprise page. <laughs> let's have that page that everybody says, oh, I wish everything was redesigned as this page. Yeah. Yeah, it was Would you like everything else to look like this? Click this button. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. We have reviews page. <laughs> uh, okay, so you did it granularly. How did you, like, uh, if I can ask, what's... Yeah, I'll just ask. You can say no if you don't want to answer. Uh, so how much traffic do you get to those pages week by week that you had enough information uh, to make a decision? So we, we have enough traffic to, uh, to get 95% significance in a week. Um, but what, wherever we didn't have significance and we saw that it's not dropping, but, you know, yeah. it's like going up a bit but not significant because, guys, it looks better, we're fine with it. Okay. Let's go. So a lot of tests, I stopped even before it's significant. And I emailed everyone, guys, I'm stopping it before even it's significant as it's not... Uh, How did you make that decision? Like, like um, 
how did you make the decision saying this is not like the process because stopping something before it ends significant etc yeah. that's like the f- number one number three uh, on every conversion excel kind of article how did you how did you say that okay, I'm, conf- I'm confident enough that this is doing well gut feeling with a bit of data like I looked at the data I said okay, okay it's not going down you see that it's not going down if it's now stable or going up fine I'm fine with both let's just like Um, yeah, push yeah, it and see on. what's going on okay. and we had like uh, our BI team built us like an amazing dashboard of conversion rate split it by everything so we just like monitored it on a daily basis uh, what, what did you have there that's interesting what did you have there so we have like conversion rate from uh, in terms of like time from visit if the user is a new user uh, first time returning if it has like a product session countries everything like we we exam we we checked the everything from mobile to desktop to right. uh, and we saw that like things are going in the right direction more than that we don't we didn't only look at leads but I looked at lead quality which mm-hmm. people are not looking at it like okay yeah, we can increase leads but if most of my leads are irrelevant right. we didn't do anything so I started to look manually on lead quality and I'm like okay how did you check lead we have a, we have a great uh, um, in-house uh, scoring okay. so I just like looked at different uh, emails we look up Yeah. just checking like uh, what's the median score here and there and I saw that like around 10 17 increase 70 increase in linked quality so I said okay even if it's going down in like five percent and I'm still able to increase the lead quality I'm fine with this like right it's it's fine not uh, yeah like the total paying users is up exactly. versus bullshit users. yeah all of those metrics are like correlating to uh, revenues eventually but you right. can't measure revenues because the long and, and eventually I think a lot of companies don't understand that when you have so many bad leads coming into the site it also wastes time yeah it like, costs money yeah it costs money because people with different message contact me you have like a uh, like a waste of time sales call and basically you actually have a lot of resources you're paying for a contact in every like marketing tool you use you're paying right. for a, a SDR right, right yeah so you're actually losing like some people just pushing so much just get more leads get more leads and they don't understand that having uh 20 bad leads and one good one would actually cost them more than having like I agree seven average leads with three really good ones um, yeah mm. because it just costs money to to have all that structure um, okay so you release page by page you know what let's let's move to uh, before because our time is uh, almost up so let's um, what was your marketing stack for the whole process so well we used a lot a lot of tools and We were prototyping with um, balsamic okay. uh, we used also envision and envision was like for the second step you have the mock-ups you put yeah exactly. comments uh, on. I, I made balsamic for the designers the designers uh, turned into envisions comment uh, with the content and with me uh, there um, we used hotjar full story uh, for uh, hit maps and screen recording so hot job for screen maps and full story for video exactly okay um, we used uh, drift for the chatbot we used mix panel and amplitude for analytics amplitude was amazing uh, why did you use both amplitude is like an amazing free plan that yeah. even we as like a big company can use the free plan so we use oh. segment we just connected it with both So we're paying mix panel but we can still have more capabilities for amplitude so whatever I can't analyze in mix panel I can analyze in uh, amplitude uh, would you recommend a company to stick with one later on like do you see yourself leaving mix panel to stay only with uh, yeah you can you can migrate the, da- the data we also okay. checked it is it something that you would plan to do as a growth hacker for your company 
Yes, but the BI is in charge of it. But I'm, I'm supporting it. I'm like with them okay. always. Um, because we use segment, it's like so easy to, to switch. Uh, right. You want to minimize the amount of tools involved. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but we're not, officially we're not using Amplitude. It's just like something yeah. that we could use. Um, what else did we use? Drift, to set. Um, I think that's it in general. VWO and ah, VWO for the A-B testing. Um, and we use... How did you use this versus Optimizely? Optimizely, I think, is more like for high-end. High VWO is like more tactical. Okay, mm -hmm. let's replace this text and like split as this. Um, honestly, we can also use a Google solution. But we just like like Google Optimizely. Yeah, them. we're just used to our VWO, so we, we stayed okay. with it. Um, so VWO, we said... Um, and Trello for project management and Smartsheet for project management. Uh, that's where the marketing team uh, manages uh, the whole uh, program. Uh, this was the tech stack. Okay. So it's, so it's like very straightforward. I love it because I think a lot of the time people think there's a trick behind what tech you use, right? Because there's so many new things mm -hmm. coming in. Like, and you basically same. just need to get the information and make a decision. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of all the same it's nuances. It's like what best for you. Right. How involved was the BI team in the process? Uh, in the post post launch, not not to analyze. The, like exactly. Like what's happening to see that I'm not uh, lying <laughs> <laughs> because. Uh, like yeah. The CEO. This is like the CEO. No, I trust you. Do whatever you think yeah, is yeah. right. Tell the BI team to be on his back. <laughs> Mike him. Mike, Mike is off his yeah, now. So for example, whenever I'm sending a self-service report on the product team, uh, so the BI comes and like, okay, those numbers are not... Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> we're having 93. It's actually 97. No. Yeah, it's like, actually, that's probably... He came in and was like, we have 97. And they're like, 93. Like, Fine, I'll say 93 from now on. No, like, you know, he leaves the room and then like, the room darkens. And there's like... What's really going on? And they're like, send the BI team here. It's like... <laughs> Cookies, a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want cookies everywhere in this office. <laughs> uh, oh, there's like so many questions I want to ask you about the internal data and, and process, but I think we kind of run out of time. Yeah. Um, dude, that was so valuable. Yeah. Thank you so much My for God. joining us. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank uh, you. great. You were a little surprised when you came in that this is how we just sit and do it. Like, but this is this is super fun. He was surprised fun. you were wearing pants. Too. I know. I was surprised I was wearing pants too. But then he found out we turned off the AC and he was like, was like "I understand." Oh, I get the pants. No, but uh, but this is like really the reason we do it like this is because honestly we could probably sit here for hours and just talk about yeah, this. Super super yeah. cool. Um, anything you would want to add, plug, promote, give discount codes. Go to my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, well, you actually oh, have Instagram. a very beautiful Instagram account. Thank you, thank oh, you. I should so it's like, it's like what is it? At Yoav Aziz, right? I'm yeah. following it. That's for Instagram. <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, guys, go visit the Yo uh, You know what it would be awesome? Uh, we, ha we have a before uh, image of the website. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, can we, we're going to, on the podcast where you go to the liner notes, we're going to have the two before and after. Cool. Uh, and um, if anybody wants to ask you something, they can reach out to you. Yeah, sure. Either. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, email, whatever you want. Okay, amazing. Free. So spam you off uh, with your marketing yeah. questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can uh, write to him at spam you off at, <laughs> at uh, Thank you so much for being with us. So much valuable information. Uh, Guys, if you don't review, comment, like, and share after this one, then the BI is going to come after you. Yeah, <laughs> you know everything. So, um, 
I know. I felt like yeah. I learned so much. Yeah, I'm still dealing with it. All right. <laughs> yeah. You're all lucky. Let's just say it. If you're listening to us, then you're lucky. Call a, lo- call a loved one and say, <laughs> and tell I love them. you. I'm telling my grandma about this immediately after. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye-bye.